Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is Is It it For Real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And this week, in honor of Valentine's Day and the new movie coming out, we're watching or have watched the 1987 classic Roxanne, the retelling of the Cyrano de Bergerac. The 1897 Cyrano de Bergerac, I think. Yeah. You you just mixed up 1987 into 18. That's what's crazy about it. It's transposed. Yeah. Whoa, weird. Yeah. Illuminati stuff. I'm sure we'll get into it, but I thought, I know that it takes place in like 1610. I really thought that this was a play from like the 1500s. I was, I was shocked. Yeah. That it was that new. Yeah. But I mean, it makes sense. Like I remember really relating to it and it probably had language I could understand a little better than if it was written in the 1500s. But yeah. You may have related to it when you read it in high school. Is that true? Yes. (laughs) Did you read it in French? No. Oh, no, no, I, I, I did. Not French. How about Anglais? Yes. Anglais? Uh-huh. <laughs> Great. Well, that's a nice segue to our um, suggester introducer this week. One, the lovely Kristen W., who also, if you longtime pod fans may know her as the voice of Clifford. Um, and... Oh. <laughs> if we would know her as the voice of Clifford you, you but would, I know you would mean. know her as the voice of you would know her as the voice of Clifford, Clifford the big red dog and uh no the movie and uh Kristen W is a, an educator a, an English teacher and has taught Cyrano for years and uses this film on Anglais on Anglais <laughs> when she and I taught together in Baltimore County um nice. I remember her using it so she's gonna tell us a little bit about what this movie means to her So I show the movie Roxanne to my high school students after we read Cyrano de Bergerac. And for a lot of them in the 21st century, it's one of the first introductions they ever have to Steve Martin, which is just epic um, to get to see them and his um, very physical, uh, humorous acting. Um, But even even more so, they all know the story of uh, Roxanne or Cyrano because they've all been in Cyrano's shoes before or Steve Martin's character's shoes. Um, Everybody wants somebody who's maybe a little bit out of their league and the insecurities that go along with that and everything. It's just very relatable. Uh, and, and it's always been a pleasure to get to introduce that to my students. So, um, that's the reason why I really love Roxanne. That's awesome. It is a very universal story played through a bit of a cartoon lens. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, sort of, it's like, I've never had someone feeding me lines that I use on a date. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Annie has a theory that like any movie that you watch that's just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's like based on something else. Like like all of the like teen movies, like like Clueless and 10 Things I Hate About You are all like Shakespeare. So yeah. I think like, I think there's like really good bones to it. To Phil's point, like, I don't know if it happens every year at every year. Yeah, school. but like, remember but- when we were like, AIM came out and yeah, were, your friend would stand next to you and be like, oh, yo, write this to your, write this to that girl or whatever. Yeah. Or who you liked or no. your crush was on. Never happened. And 
you were well, the one saying it then you were the one giving the suave <laughs> advice you were like put this as your no you're message. right or even now with tinder and like the totally. dating apps i guess yeah, people telling people to swipe white swipe white swipe white swipe <laughs> left <laughs> one end out uh swipe white uh i i also in watching this um we were talking about how like the truth about cats and dogs is the same do you guys watch that with like Janine Garofalo and I've Uma seen Thurman? like five minutes of it, I think. Same, same. Oh, okay. I watched it a couple of times, but like it's definitely. Should we female. add it to the pot? Maybe. I, mean, I was thinking it's like, oh, we could do back to back, but um, it's like it's kind of the female version of it, I guess. Uh-huh. Oh, like a female doctor. Yeah, she's a female or a oh. female firefighter. You know what I mean? I understand. Now I understand it. But she is a female <laughs> doctor. Veterinarians are doctors, but yeah, I got it. Oh, there's okay. Got it. Well, let's get into our levels, Philip. Levels. You, you picked um, it. You tell us. Yeah. My level will just be reading it in French class uh, in high school. Definitely seen this movie a, a couple of times, being a big Steve Martin fan from back in the day. Um, but yeah, haven't seen it in decades. Um, but yeah, that's, hmm. where I'm, that's where I'm sitting. So yeah. Sorry. I'm like wavering on my level. I think I'll give myself a um, ballet to the fire level. Cause like when, when he's like sniffing out the fire with his nose, I knew what song they were going to play. And like, I've heard this, like I, it's like, I knew every scene while watching it, but I, it's like, I had dreamed it. Like, I know I've seen it at least once and I remember watching it and really liking it, but I'm wavering. Cause like, now that we're talking about high school, I know that I read the book in high school and now I'm like, did my English teacher show this to us? But I think probably what happened was, is that my parents like knew we were reading it mm. in either, I can't remember if it was high school or middle school, but we like rented it in honor of that. And I, I just remember really liking it as a kid, like, oh my gosh, like they're like the modern twist, like just to see how they were taking it into mm-hmm. the modern world. I did already know Steve Martin and stuff. So I was excited. I remember like thinking he was just so charming and such good casting, even when I was that young, but I can't say I've seen it more than once hmm. or more than twice now. My level is going to be grown up confusion level Ooh. because there's a lot of things I realize, especially now that we've watched 81 movies, that uh, like there were things as a kid I just constantly got confused and they just stuck with me. So I'm here, curious if we have the same confusion. Go ahead. Here is the grown up confusion. You may, it's four things. Okay. Rock set the band. Okay. Roxanne, the song. 100%. Sure. Yes. Please. Yes. Roxanne, this movie. Mm-hmm. And Roseanne. Oh, interesting. And I think as a kid, I, I remember like maybe seeing this like one night while my parents were watching it and I came downstairs and I thought it was a grown up story. I, mm. but, but when we, when I watched it just this week, I realized I have never seen this movie oh. at, at all. Um, and I thought I had, and oh, wow. I was convinced that Roxette had done the music for this movie. <laughs> sure. That was not true either. Rodan did all the sculptures <laughs> yeah, for Rodan, the movie. Yeah. Um, so I think this just fit in a little pocket of grown up confusion for me. Yeah, I mean, like you, I thought that Roxanne, the song was like the anthem of this movie or yeah. something, or that it was like written for Daryl Hannah. Like, I don't know. If she was a prostitute, then yes, because that's <laughs> what that mean... song's about. No, I'm just kidding. She's... Anyway. <laughs> that song. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was well, almost my level. And then I forgot about it. But yeah, because I played that drinking game. Oh, a lot. do you guys, Katie, did you know that drinking? No. Game? Uh-uh. 
where you have to drink every time. Well, you're either on Roxanne or red light. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to drink. If you're on team Roxanne, you have to drink every time they say Roxanne, if you're on red light, but then, you know, towards the, in, in the end of the course, they're like Roxanne red light. And you're just drinking a lot. Interesting. Yep. It's healthy, you know, it is, it's, a, <laughs> yes. it's healthy. Speaking of healthy, I love an eighties movie that starts with a cloud background and smooth saxophone. <laughs> smooth saxophone. So smooth. How many cloud backgrounds it's amazing. have we seen? It's like, what a weird thing. Was it like whoever's like art directing these movies is on every movie? He's like, I have an idea. Clouds. Yeah. And smooth saxophone. It's such smooth saxophone. So, so picture something so smooth and then triple it. Um, since we're talking about the clouds, we will say that this was uh, filmed in British Columbia, in yeah, Nelson, right. British Columbia, although it's supposed to take place in Washington. Um, gorgeous. Oh, right. Area. But, but it is Nelson. Like they situate yes. themselves in uh-huh. Nelson. Yes. I know. I had a note that's like Astoria. I was like convinced it was like. I, I yeah. said that too. I was right? like, is this yeah. the 12th movie? Yeah, that's yeah totally. Astoria. I do think it's very beautiful. I like that sort of like all those big, tall standalone houses and yeah. the trees in the background. So it's very hills. Goonies. Just, it almost looks like like San Francisco in the yeah. suburbs or something. It's like, yeah. yeah, it reminded me a lot of the Dante's Peak town. Yeah. That's supposed to be in Washington, I guess. Yeah. 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 And speaking of the sort of steep uh, sidewalks we get our first encounter oh of the the drunk bullies uh which this was kevin nealon's first uh, film role which i was like oh. this guy looks exactly like kevin nealon but i was oh. then convinced myself it wasn't him <laughs> well i knew it was kevin nealon and then i was like surely this is a bit like surely this guy knows charlie like i couldn't believe that this was actually <laughs> happening that these two sure. douchey leggy like assholes were just walking like with the shortest of shorts with skis like i get it's a ski why, are they, like, why are they why are they doing? skis and poles <laughs> when summer. they're wearing shorts i don't get it and then there's like the tennis racket i'm like this fight is brought to you by head like the company <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, like, yeah. they're just promoting tennis and skiing and then then it occurs to me it's like oh yes this is the duel like they have right. to they have yes. to open with the duel and they're using like modern like weapons which is like quite clever with like a yeah. ski pole and stuff but i just couldn't believe how terrible these two men were to the fire chief of the town who they probably know right yeah because you're supposed to be set up that he's he's the joke of everyone but not really i mean you see that he's people, like, like love him yeah it was yeah. hard to it's it didn't like he was the joke of fools like fools right. yeah mm-hmm. exactly joke of fools yeah and i'm trying to remember back to my high school days of like the the true story of this and i think he was like truly loved by cyrano de bergerac was truly loved by his troops and stuff like that and then it was these other people that Mm -hmm. didn't know him that make the jokes and then get right straight up sword to the chest yeah then those two guys they went and they went into a hot tub and they died i'm just kidding that's not (laughs) to speak (laughs) although i was thinking about all the sound effects that were in this scene and i was thinking that uh what's john hughes Hughes had directed this i thought that too and it's weird because it's almost only in this scene like there's maybe one time where his nose flips and they do like a boing 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 Mm -hmm. but in general the sound effects are for this scene and then yeah he just kills them (laughs) it's just like flat like unconscious just uh, this is ha- have y'all ever seen anybody with a nose that big in real life 
No. Or is this no. hyperbole? Is this a hyperbole? This is hyperbole. Well, this goes into well, Nora's question. Uh-huh. It's she was just so curious, wondering why they made it so big for this movie. Well, I'm trying to remember the I guess it's just um, for the joke. Yeah. Well, when Gerard de Perdue, do they add to his nose when because they did yes. like a they add it a little bit, right? Yeah. Like and that one's pretty big too, isn't it? But is this one, Bridget? You're saying that in the in the play, he's it's not supposed to be so big. I guess I'm just kind of thinking of like real life, or no one has a nose like this. But TLC has sort of capitalized the channel the t- on mm. not the not the band on yeah <laughs> people with left eyes, people and... who yeah That's like true. people who are outside of like I've been watching this show. Um, about this woman who's like 23 years old and she's she's like three foot tall and mm-hmm. looks like a nine year old. Like they they capital they capitalize the right word, but like I feel like that could be that good. It could be. It could be. I mean, this this maybe leads into my questions. Like I I'm sure we'll get to the scene where he goes to the surgeon and stuff. Like, are we ever explained why he can't do plastic surgery or reconstruction if he wanted to? I sort like they gave an explanation that the anesthesia wouldn't work because they can't fit, fit a mask on his face. That, of course, is bullshit in the real world. <laughs> they ridiculous. would figure this out. Oh, um, poor guy. Oh. But that's what they said. That is crazy. Like, you don't I mean, anyway, yeah, I would like to just uh, share something really quick. The the Guinness Book of World Record holder for the largest recorded nose is Mehmet Ozurek. Um, and his nose measured 3.55 inches when it was last measured in 2010. So 3.5 looking at a picture of this and it's still not that he has a bit of a hook. Right. Uh, it's, it's a different size. Uh, They're probably measuring from the bridge to the tip. Right. So that's not from like nose, but it's still like, I could believe because I'm looking at this picture that this nose exists, whereas I never really. Well, that's could. what I mean. Like there, even some of the angles they shoot him from, like you're like, that's a big. Oh, and he has a wax figure in the in the Guinness Museum. That's I mean, true. okay. Hmm. Anywho, I so, was reading that they worked pretty hard um, on Steve Martin's like prosthetic, like it's like putty yeah. and it looks great. Yeah, like, I think it so. Really... For 1987, yeah, yeah. But they had a new nose every single day of shooting. Right. Oh wow. And it just blends so well. He also has such like smooth, clear skin that mm-hmm. it just—I don't know. Like they didn't have to do like when somebody else, you might have to do more like features and like um, I don't know, like subtle pock marks or I don't know something so we get introduced into our to our titular <laughs> no pun intended on that one uh character who <laughs> locks herself out of the house naked um oh yes and yes. then proceeds to walk to the fire department um rather than I just her neighbors i know I, yeah right i guess she's new in town but it wouldn't it would never occur to me to go to the fire department <laughs> i know i would go to my neighbor and i yeah. would be. but like okay but she gets locked out because she's trying to get her cat right and then her oh, robe yeah. gets stuck in the door just rip your robe you know <laughs> and then like do we think steve martin truly didn't get the irony in her saying like he's like do you want a coat it's like no i want to stand here naked like he goes he he's introduced to us as like a very boring 
like weird square person and then he becomes just like fantastic but it's like surely he would know she wanted a coat i don't think he's boring i think he's literal but he's not well, though That's i think right. he's also just very witty and so yeah. I honestly don't know on this one. There's a lot of other times where he's doing wordplay and he's definitely doing it on purpose. Like stick, yeah. So I assume this one was on purpose as well because, I mean, mm-hmm. he walks in and says, I'm doing this door thing. No, you shouldn't come because it's going to be boring. Whereas, like, he's escorting. I like him. that. I, I, yeah, I, yeah I, I really like that line a lot. Um, and he's just so calm as a cucumber, like, whistling his way. But I thought it was kind of a bummer that he didn't actually bring her a coat. <laughs> Cause like, I mean, I know he's like vulnerable. She's probably just like joking to like, not, you know, make herself comfortable. And then like, you're not going to bring her a coat. <laughs> this he... movie is brought to you by hiding in a bush. Yeah. <laughs> <Totally>. yeah. <laughs> Bushes. Bushes. Uh... <laughs> when you don't want to be seen. <laughs> but a tree is too obvious. Uh, I mean, he does some sort of jerky stuff in this scene, yeah. I think, you know? Um, and I, yeah, I think, because the character is supposed to be sort of forward, but not in the sort of dating way, because no one ever pictures him that way. Right. Um, yeah, he's supposed to be like competent, but like um, platonic competent. Yeah. And he's the fire chief, right? Of the volunteer fire department. Yeah. Correct. I have a question of like, do we think he's paid? Like, is yes. that a paid position? I think that's a paid position. Also, the fire expert. What is he? Consultant expert. Chris. Rick Rothenberg. The pro, the pro. I know I it's like, is he being paid? Because he clearly is a whole different caliber. I mean, you have to pay know. somebody really to doing... run something at some point. You know what I, I mean? I mean, like... this looks like a get back on your feet kind of program for these firefighters. Like they are just, <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Also, like they have no clue. No, This town's way too big for a volunteer fire department, right? Yeah. Right? Oh, but they may have, I don't know, maybe they have more than one. There was a volunteer fire department in, in Severna Park where I grew up. Yeah, I was wondering if like just, the volunteers, like in addition no, to, <laughs> well, like surely it's like in <laughs> addition a to a general. Yeah. Cause I was so confused too of like, I know it's a, vol- I mean like volunteer fire departments too. It's like, they're legit. Like, yeah. Um, uh, totally. But with this one, it's like, these guys have never put out a fire like well, they right. never and have and the first thing we're introduced to is that there's a fire at the fire department they right. can't and they're not putting it out and they're not aware it's a fire and it's not i mean that's what i mean like these people it seems like it's an immersion program it seems like these people are it's somehow like the worst at putting out fires yeah so they had to like become a volunteer fire department for some like reality show they were but, all fire bugs or arsonists. And it's yeah, like, this, yeah, right. that's what it is. It seems like it. Yeah. Okay. One of these firefighters gets a smoking jacket. Yeah. Yes. I know. I, I'm, Wait, two of them. Wait, one of them. Two of them? Well, one of them is like the 16 candles guy. And yeah. Yeah. Not two of them. The other guy is the guy from Scrooge. The guy that oh. freezes to death. Oh, that's the guy I was thinking of. I, I think he's only been in two. Okay. But, okay, so John Capolus, Capolus, yeah, who's the janitor in the Breakfast Club, right? Um, he's also in Sixteen Candles and Weird Science. Yes, Weird Science. Yeah, he's a do- John Hughes darling, and Is he's he in everything. He's the plastic doctor. Or the- no, no, he's the guy that's just so obnoxious that's always hitting on. He's always Darryl hitting on Daryl Hannah. Oh, that guy. gotcha. Yeah, Bruce. I think his name's Bruce. Yeah, who has like wears wears like a fur coat around town mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, I, oh no, Bruce has. Oh, he has the All Things Dead shop. 
the taxidermists. Right. Yeah. 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 All things dead. (laughs) Man, so specific. Okay. So, but but going back to Steve Martin, he he gymnastics into Daryl Hannah's house. So cool. (laughs) How much of those stunts? I mean, like Steve Martin, I'm sure is not doing like literal flips on bars and balcony, but like, how much of the stuff do you think he does do? Because sometimes he'll like run and jump. You think none? No, he's wearing a wig. Katie, do you have a deficiency where you body blindness <laughs> i say this with love and affection he's like clearly like a 16 year old yeah. russian gymnast right. wearing a white wig a white wig and a long like nose. pointy gymnast pants on and you're like but, but could he be doing it Is or just him? anytime you see a stunt where you can't see the person's face exactly. it's, it's not because they would but, capitalize on showing their face if yeah if they did this that makes stunt. more sense but that was Joe Trujillo in Wet Hot American Summer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like that had to be him. 100%. It was. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> hair. <laughs> but if they showed you the face, anywho. I guess you're right. If they don't show the face, then it obviously isn't. Anyway, I'm going to rewatch so it. So he, he lets her in, you know, then he sort of lets himself in and makes some a charcuterie board and they, they have some wine. Yeah, quick. I mean, he also has like the gift of like speed, like... He's just up on roofs in an impossibly fast time. He and he's very charming and just good at everything. And does like. he drink through his nose? He did. What a weird play on your first. He clearly likes this woman, it seems. And then later you're like, he drinks throughout the movie. Fine. You just tilt your head back. <laughs> but elephants well, do that, don't they? Don't they drink? Through I think it was specifically this wine glass because it was a very, very narrow mm. flute. <laughs> but at some point it's going to. He'll tilt your head back, right? I don't know. Maybe mm. not. Well, we also learned that Daryl Hannah is, uh, she has the same job as Nora, an astrophysicist. Well, is that true? Well, or like a rocket uh, scientist? I mean, they they threw out a lot of different terms. Right. And they called her she, an astronomer, and then they did call her like an astrophysicist at some point. I think. Yeah. That's when I, I was that, like, wait a second. She is a grad student in yeah, she's grad astronomy, student. Um, but then she's researching like charmed quarks and mm-hmm. uh like subatomic subatomic particles which you probably wouldn't be doing um her her breadth of field is a little bit too wide I from see. our expert okay um, tv I was curious. space woman i was curious <laughs> yes. about the tv space woman <laughs> but i mean also some of the other stuff you know checked out <laughs> there was i will say the one thing that nora was uh getting sort of very particular about is when she was looking for her comet 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 and uh in this one very small yeah. telescope and Nora's right. immediately is like you would never in a million years look for anything right with that something that small and then mm. she, there's a line later is like no this is just for like spotting stuff we're actually using a bigger telescope oh. in Arizona huh. doesn't she also I had a question for space corner where like didn't didn't she at one point say like Shelly Duvall's like, what's a light year? And Daryl Hannah's like two stars that are really close together. I'm like, that can't be, that's not what a light year is. Huh. <laughs> like, uh, isn't a light year like that. as the distance that light travels within a year? Yes, correct. I think she says something about stars, but I, I could have heard it. I must have heard well, it wrong because like everybody yeah. knows that. So surely I heard it wrong. Because instantly I think Steve Martin makes a joke about it. And I can't remember what his joke was. Yeah, it's was. like a year. It's a regular year, but less calories. 
Oh, that's right. And then she's like, no, it's two stars that are super close (laughs) to each other. I'm like, is that a joke? Like, that's not right either. Um, Yeah. And the movie makes more sense if she's just like a astronomy astronomy fraud. Yeah, totally. It's important to me that I get in my full house corner. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. Uh, cause you know, we have to have a full house corner every pod and this one is dedicated to Comet, uh, yes. the, oh. the dog, the dog on Comet. Comet. He was named after like the cleaning agent, right? Or is he just I'm named? pretty certain. Yeah. Right. Because does anybody know how Comet came to be? Uh, I feel like it was a like dog a, and a papa dog. You <laughs> got it. Like a sweepy situation. A little no? bit like a sweepy, but uh, like a, a stray dog got into their house. And then, of course, it turned out to be a girl and she was pregnant. And she had her puppies in Uncle Jesse's bed. Right. Yes. Yeah. They kept comment. They kept comment. Kept comment. So cute. Thank you for letting me have full house corner. All right. No so uh, back at the fire department, Chris, the pro shows up and we're, we learn pretty quickly that he's a QFIS. Um <laughs> And I will say this. So Phil doesn't have to, but Phil is often mistaken for Rick Rossiter. It's one of oh. his celebrity look. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mainly when she, he was younger. Um, we have like the same very like long narrow face. And I totally get it. It's hmm, like you have a similar proportioned that. face. I I really I really get it. You know, it's weird that Rick Rossiter um, it was Rick yeah. Rossiter. Is that how you say that? I thought it was no. It's Rick Rossovich. I thought Rossovich. Was... I'm so sorry. Rossovich. What else is he from? What am I supposed to know? Um, there was a TV show where he was a bike cop. Um, he was in Top Gun. He was and in Always. Always. I love oh. Always. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be on our one of our we movies should. we do one day. Okay. He plays, like the exact same character. I didn't yeah. realize that he was like sweatpants, Mc sweatpants, yeah. Mc totally volleyball. Yeah, totally. That is you, Philip. You can yeah, pants, Mc volleyball. Well, Andy kept on mixing him up with the guy that plays Drew on Search Party. Which I also see. It's just yeah, that, see that you and him don't look. It's like a spectrum no, with Rick yeah. Rick Rossovich. Sorry, in the middle. I also want to point out that we were all um, on a volleyball tournament That's true. together. <laughs> That's a good point. We were. Uh, I did a sport one time. I used that it was towel. Awesome. That's my office towel. I, yeah, it's, it's our, a good towel. My dog feet towel. <laughs> <laughs> dog feet. It's a good. It's a good one for that. It's getting pretty thin. Mm. Okay. So uh, then we kind of get introduced to like the town bar. <laughs> we haven't gotten very far in this. And Shelly, who is, oh no, Shelly Long. Shelly Duvall. Shelly Duvall. Duvall. But what's her name? Dixie. Dixie. Dixie yeah. And is Dixie yeah. Cyrano's brother or what's his no, name? No, just friend. What is Steve Martin's name in this movie? Charlie D. CD. Bales. So C.D. Bales. And the C.D., of course, the initials for Cyrano, C- duh. <laughs> I know. And they call him C.D.? C.D. Yeah. Or Charlie or C.D. Yeah. Okay, okay. If you look up the IMDb facts of this movie, every third fact is that C.D. Bales is the same as initials as Cyr- Cyrano de Bergerac. Charlie D. Bales is the same initials. I'm like, okay, calm down. And I tried to we look up other it. facts because I hate IMDb facts and um for this reason and there just aren't any for this yeah i know it's interesting yeah um and then one of the firefighters is also the best in show guy oh fred willard 
Fred Willard. Fred yeah. Willard as himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good. Oh my oh, god, he's so good. No. And uh, yeah, they, we just kind of get introduced to like who the characters are and and how they interact in the bar. And uh, Daryl Hannah, you know, everybody's like into Daryl Hannah. And uh, but meanwhile, she and uh, Chris are just making steamy saxophone eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like three times smoother. Than so, that. so smooth. Mm-hmm. So smooth. So much sexy saxophoning. And it's unclear because like, Daryl Hannah has just moved to town, but she's like real fast friends with Shelly Duvall, yeah. which makes sense because they both like are nice people, I guess. But it's like how. And then she's she's also really good friends with the woman behind the bar, Sandy, the bartender, mm-hmm. um, which but is not as close of friends. No. I don't and think. I, I also think just in a small town, if you have like decently normal people, you yeah. gravitate and become friends with each other because you yeah. slim pickings. They've established, it's interesting how many like little drops there are. I mean, I will say, even though this is not a winter Olympic ski movie, it kind of is because it's a ski <laughs> town in the summer and they talk a lot about Sun Valley, like making it the next Sun Valley and oh, Tahoe. Yeah. And there's just like a lot of all of the different towns they reference are also ski towns. Um, and it's really fun to think about like this town as a ski town that is like just kind of smaller and off, off the map. So that's why they go hot tubbing so much. Yeah, um, exactly. So there's a lot of scenes in this movie, by the way. I think <laughs> we should got to plow through them. Yeah. Yep, uh, yep, we yep. get like a little moment where we see how empathetic and kind Steve Martin is to other people who have been sort of persecuted for their looks as he helps this boy off the roof of the school building. Yeah, that was a good sad. scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we get, get to see this, these different sides of him. Um, and there's a lot of like reference back at the firehouse. I'm surprised that, that Cyrano or CD hadn't met Chris, the fire expert. For, it seems like for so long, yeah. they I just know. kept telling him like, whatever yeah. you do, don't talk about his nose, you know? And I mean, that was a buildup from the book or the yeah. playbook. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was just sort of mimicking that. Right. Yeah, Have we sure. passed the part? I guess it was the one at the bar where he goes on like the 20, 20 insults that are better than the guy. No, we haven't That's gotten there. Oh, oops. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, we we start get the sprinklings that uh, Chris really gets nervous around girls. Literal sprinklings. Or, yeah. Yeah. He he like, throws up. Um, <laughs> throws up. He splashes water on his pants. He's just yeah. like runs out of bathrooms. We're, eventually by the end of this you're just like man chris like this is an undiagnosed anxiety like this yeah. is rough this is this is an intense thing that's like if told with a different tone in a different movie would be quite sad but he only has it for like certain types of women because like right. when talking to the bartender yeah, he, he only has smooth it with, and suave yeah. with women who he feels are right beneath for him. him yeah yeah no they they were yeah <laughs> totally um yeah, basically, we kind of just get some more like snippets into the town. This some of this is like a little cartoonish. Like I did not understand. Maybe I looked down for a second, and then like Fred Willard had a cow, and he was like, "I want it," and I was like, "What is happening?" I guess that's the prize cow at the end. I yeah, there's a lot of and that. He I his whole like, backstory is kind of weird. I feel like he's the mayor as well. But or there like is some a mayor. Sort of, well, he's some sort of like promotional person for the town, and so yeah, he, he like, wants to just up the the skiing level and get more tourists in the town but yeah you're not sure of like what his day job maybe he's a realtor 
don't yeah, know. Something like mm. that. Yeah. Uh, then the next yep. scene is the bar scene. Right. Yeah. Right. Where Steve Martin is in- insulted. And this is like, this is the thing that kind of keeps on happening. It's like people that don't know him, people that are new to town or they're just like on the outskirts will insult him. And then, and then where are you going? Big nose, big nose. And then he comes up with 20 better insults, which I'm sure was part of the play of this, like the actual. Yeah. That, that's the, one of the lines Wordsmith. about the bird perched on the nose, yeah. like a direct translation. From mm, the, yeah, the totally. And it's funny. Cause this guy, like they play darts to see how many insults Steve Martin has to come up with. And like this guy is into playing. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll play darts. With you. And then, Steve Martin keeps on coming with up with better insults. And this guy looked just like so pissed and humiliated. And it's like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like you're on stage. <laughs> like, I didn't get if it. If he had failed at number 14, he would have just been like, yes! yeah. In your I face, win. big nose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at this point, I wrote like, Steve Martin needs to find an improv group. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like... This is a fun improv game. I was thinking about a way to. So it is fun. Did you guys get all 20 of the of the types of insults he did <laughs> well it was i, I remember when they like the, when he's like how many is that and somebody's like 14 i'm like this has got to be 90 nope. like i can't remember <laughs> yeah. a time that steve martin wasn't doing this like um, it, yeah I, it, it wasn't 14 to that he he did it was like, like 20 he had done more right yeah, yeah. okay yeah. that's what i thought i only wrote down a few naughty humorous philosophical complimentary scientific my favorite was um I'd hate to see the grindstone. Yeah. Because I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> Did, do we think that he's done this exact thing before? It seemed like it. Like in front but of maybe he comes audience. up with new yeah, I, I insults. Don't, he doesn't repeat. No, I, he doesn't repeat. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. He's so, he's just so quick and witty and poetic and metaphorical, like that he can come up with all those things. Um, so... Uh, we also have to say that one of the firefighters is Keenan Ivory Wayne's. No, Damon Wayne. Sorry, is yeah. I Damon, just had, right or Marlon had, or Damon. Damon. Damon Wayne. Damon Wayne. Yeah, Sorry. he's pretty. It's like a young Damon Wayne. He's like a baby Who, Damon Wayne. Is Damon, he getting baby. a smoking jacket or he Damon? was in Beverly Hills Cop? But now I can't remember if he was on anything else. Maybe. Not. Oh close he's getting close if he is or if he's that's interesting we'll see i'll do some research yeah that little firefighter club there's like the guy that we'll see like the, the guy who's uh he's so quirky there's like a really quirky then there's a guy that i swore is the man that plays the weasley father from harry potter well that might be the one from scrooged Oh, is the one it? that freezes like Harold the angel? I think. Yeah. Do you okay. know what I mean? Like the yeah, guy that I just couldn't place him. I was like, he looked familiar to me. I think it might be big, big eyebrows and mm-hmm. kind of wizardy looking. <laughs> he looks like a wizard, and he is qu- he's quirky too. Yeah. So basically, like uh, Shelley Duvall tells Steve Martin to ask out Roxanne. She's like, you know, you should do it. But does she think? Is this the part where she kind of misleads him and and she's like? She likes somebody. She likes them a lot, but it's like the secret thing that she actually really likes Chris and not. You mean when they go to the mountain and Daryl Hannah tells him that? That's I don't. Oh, that's after this. Crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh no, that's that's after this. Okay, so but before that, we get Charlie finally meeting Chris, and Chris like 
going saying being like oh your God. nose is huge it's gigantic like he, he can't <laughs> rick rosovich like cannot like his face i mean i love it his face when he sees it is it's it's commitment it's pretty good i think you know my like go-to character in improv is this this dullard i think i'm played all of <laughs> rick, rick rosovich i think prescott even like named that character um yeah what did he name it oh my it god like, oh my god it was Duke like bud, or something. bud oh bud sounds right yeah you're like i'll have to ask somebody else it was not oh, played you weren't to allowed to play uh-huh. anymore <laughs> yeah be like, yeah i was, I was told to, to tone that character down <laughs> now i can't remember the name of the character that he named for me penelope oh something like that he was just hoping to name a character for me <laughs> I was like, hey get out here so i can name a character and tell you not to do it uh you have to do something <laughs> it was bud though yeah So Daryl Hannah and Steve Martin climb a mountain and then she starts speaking like super obtusely about a man that she's interested in. And, uh, he, Steve Martin thinks it's him, but it's not. Why wouldn't you like (laughs) to take someone to a mountaintop? Yeah. Uh, Anything like, yeah. Like if it's not that it makes no sense for her to approach him like this. And like, if this is such a problem, Roxanne, you ask him out like it's such a weird okay, but again to, to Kristen W's point like think back to high school maybe Philip this never happened to you I don't know but you might talk to like a friend of yours and you think you maybe you have a crush on them and you think they're into you and they're like asking you questions about somebody and then it's like yeah I have feelings for this other person and you're like Ugh. well right like that makes total sense in high school like I don't know I mean she's like 30 and like invited him to a mountaintop like that's the other yeah, thing it's like i could see comical it. it's very i guess so i could see it coming up over coffee or cartoonish i mean right yeah like i could yeah. see it coming up at like this whole she's just so um theatrical about it i mean it's based on the play i gotta yeah. say i mean i was not in love with daryl hannah <gasps> me neither performance of this like either she was and gonna I, be maybe one of my bummers right and i read that um christine lochte is a height lochte do you know her like she's from like i don't know chicago hope and you'll definitely recognize her if you look her up but she was supposed to play this role or she was yeah. second in line and i'm like i think i think this movie would be like a slam dunk if yeah. they had gone with her or somebody else. Cause like, it feels like Daryl Hannah is still like thawing from splash. She's like, yeah, not quite real. Like when her and Steve Martin talk, like they have chemistry and she's like talking like a real person or like when she's with Shelley Duvall, but like some of her line readings are just like, um, yeah. so vapid. Like it's so I'm wild. not a fan of hers really. I mean, I'm just, I don't really fully get it. I think I said that during yeah. splash too. Yeah. Same. I mean, that's the thing for me too, is like, I don't register her as some like dream girl supermodel. And I think that is how I don't either. However, plus to the movie and the story that part of her dream girlness is that she's smart. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very purportedly smart. You know, I think that's on purpose. I think they try to make her funny like in her retorts to that sleazy fur guy. Kind of just like really needy and i was i went back and forth on this a lot when i was watching because i was like yeah she does deserve to be talked to how she wants to be talked to and i'm sure she's dated dolts and people who didn't give her any emotional stimulation or intellectual stimulation and so that's okay like i get that but it was like she was just so 
needy for it in a way that made me feel like icky. And again, I know it's based off of a different story in a different time. Needy but, for like the letters and stuff. You yeah. Mean? And like, I didn't get more. That. Get me more of that. I need more. <laughs> get of me more. First of all, like, I don't know. The letters to me are just really stalkerish and weird too. Like, I mean, Steve Martin is selling those letters because he's so charming and he can read it in a way that doesn't sound like you're in danger. But like, right. if I read that letter out of a mailbox, I'd be yeah. worried. Good, good. <laughs> so yeah, so basically that's how they start is that is that Steve Martin, well, no, it's Chris's idea. He's like, I'm going to write her a letter. I'm going to write. Oh my God. And he does. Speaking of high school. Do let you like me circle. Yes or no. Or oh check yeah. Check yes this no. box. Oh my God. And Steve Martin's like, how long did you work on this? He's like, most of the day. Like, That's a long yeah. time. Chris. See, like that was one of my favorite. I mean, it was definitely in the line for a Hummer for me, like Steve Martin's delivery of that. Oh, so good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Steve Martin has like grand ideas about like, it should be this paper and this pen and this experience. And then he's like, well, I'll just write the letter myself. Uh, and he does. And, um, although and then- where, where is the line? Cause I just have it written down. It's sort of in space, but, uh, I, I assume Chris said this, but he's like carpe diem, you know, fish yeah. bait a little bit before that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The, yeah. I definitely chuckled on that one. Nice. Um, oh yeah. That's funny. Oh, that's a fun day. Um, so we get another glimpse of how bad this fire department is when they have to go save a cat. They're all oh, on a tree. Yeah. And of course, Steve Martin fixes the problem with a can of tuna. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's very, very resilient and resourceful. Um, then we get, I guess, a quick little t- telescope scene, but then we get the the real date with Chris. Right. Um, where this is the the hat one, right? Yeah, where he comes yeah. in the hunting hat mm-hmm. and inside is a earpiece. Yeah. And like, I think you would just think <laughs> that this guy was had kicked in like, the head. <laughs> yeah, like had extreme anxiety. <laughs> like he's writing you these like intense letters. Like this, like you would think that this guy had like a verb, like was nonverbal or something. Right. Like it's like, okay, mm-hmm. it makes sense that like he's perfect on paper, cannot converse like it's just fascinating that she keeps on (laughs) giving him a go i know she wants out of luck she wants to to do his sweet body she's 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 very she's saying she wants one thing but she's being very surface and very well and i guess what what, it's supposed to endear us to her and not so judge her for that is like she sees him she's really good looking and then she sees him at the library remember sure. she buying a book on philosophy or something mm-hmm. for harold the frozen angel who can't go in because he's embarrassed to say I, weird okay thing. and maybe i'm gonna take my own words back a little bit but i will say i could see that she would get repeatedly more desirous and turned on by him because he is being intellectual and stimulating her that way right like being kind of like the like shy poet in the corner right I guess, but it what... didn't hurt that he was good looking <laughs> and you know well, she even says at the end, like at first, like it was all like it was at first. Yes, it was yeah. his looks because that's what she saw at first in the bar. 
And then he goes and throws up. <laughs> yeah. And then he blurts out that he wants to fluff her pillows. Um, <laughs> yeah, like this would be a, a deal a breaker. Like, I don't really care why you're doing this. I don't care if it's anxiety. I don't care if you can think of something else to say. Like, this this is something I can't manage. Look, speak for yourself. Because if a man said, you are of a great body, great knockers, your breasts are like pillows. Can I fluff your pillows? <laughs> can you imagine? I don't know. <laughs> Hey, that's a man bold. I give you points for yeah. Yeah, it is bold. And then we get that we get the lesson of the movie, which is she wants someone who looks like me and talks like you. And I guess like are yeah, and are we? Yeah, he like says that. And are we supposed to think that Daryl Hannah is like both? Like Daryl Hannah is like bombshell and you know what I mean. Like and the woman poet. is both things. <laughs> well, like super smart and like romantic and like a wordsmith. And like, they're all like using this like vocabulary all the time. That's like quite elevated. And then, so she's like the whole package. And then like the men are like broken in two, you know? And she wants a master blaster. If, if you like your uh, Mad Max Thunderdome references. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the balcony scene where it's like, it's not working. Yes. Stop. It is working. Let's keep going. Um, I had the note that was like way too early for them both to be saying like, I love you in this scene. Bachelor. Well, at least like Chris kind of says that, right? He's like, this is too much. I would like to point out that Love is Blind season two is out on Netflix. Oh, how is it? And some of those people dive right into the I love yous. And it's a little like this. Well, they're crazy. They're on a reality TV show. But um, so. I'm just saying it's, it's not that far off. And again, I know they're not teenagers, but as a high school teacher well, and former teenager, yeah. I can tell you that that is a very real sort of experience to just lust and then love and then have heartbreak. And then, you know, it's like, this is know. like the theatrical version of like YA or something. Like it's interesting yeah. because it is taught in high school and like it was written in, you know, the late 1800s. So it does have almost this youthful, it's pretty like simplistic. I think and- they were younger. I'm sure the characters are younger than we're remembering. Yeah. I guess, although he's like the head of the military, right? Like, I don't think they're. Oh, uh, but you could join the military when you're 18. Probably 13. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Been promoted since when he was 11. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we have the quick little scene where Steve Martin uh, like torments or just fools some old women. <laughs> I did into yeah. having sex with aliens. I was very, con- again, I was confused. I was like, is this the same thing with the cow? Like, what is this moment? Like what's happening? Yeah. I mean, I think like- it was all a ruse to send the women to the house to disrupt them bumping uglies. Yeah, but like this just in, you're going to see him tomorrow and the day after that and for the rest of their lives. So it's just such an interesting thing to establish with this group of women who he talks to every day at a cafe. Yeah. <laughs> now you're yeah. in this like alien yeah. reality. I don't know. It didn't. I don't know. That was in the running for one of my bummers. It's like I didn't like how these older women were treated. Hmm. Like kind of as just like desperate, horny fools. I guess they're just like, like I don't. I don't again. I remember the original story, but like this sort of like group of older biddies is such a trope in yeah. a lot of movies and books and plays. Like it's in the Music Man, and it's like I don't know, horny old ladies, Sex in the City. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> It, it continues to be it sex. continues to be <laughs> sex in the city and just like that and just like that it continues but with a weirder lens applied to it yeah. then we get a quick turn of oktoberfest in nelson 
Washington yeah. slash British Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. I guess um, this is another like, um, oh my God. <laughs> um, Annie like read this sign wrong and it says like Oktoberfest. And then it says like, but in July underneath. Oh, yeah. And Annie thought it said, but gay. And she's like, Ooh, what's this? <laughs> I'm like it's July. <laughs> it's just hot. It's fine. Um, yeah. This is Which, like part of Fred Willard's pride month, June, June. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They almost had it. I know exactly. Um, but this is like another, like, I guess, Fred Willard scheme to like get people sure. to town yeah. and stuff. And again, it's like not quite clear what his like job is. Um, um, and then we get the scene with Chris talking to the cocktail waitress or just bartender uh, in the bar where bartenders tend to be. And it yeah. shows that he can actually talk to a woman. And then he he's talking about the places he's been to like New York City. He's like, you've been to New York City? I know, like it, they place her in like Antarctica. It's like where, like, I guess Nelson's supposed to be super small, but it's it's the late 80s. Like New York City blows her mind. San, Fran- San Francisco blows her mind, which is drivable from where she is. There's no way she hadn't been to San Francisco. I know, I um, know. It's kind of wild. Um, and then she yeah. informs... Uh, him that she's leaving for Tahoe in three days. She's just leaving. She's going to work as a, I think she says a cocktail waitress. And then yep. when she's older, she'll just go to Reno because they love older cocktail waitresses there. And that's where we see that he's a really good de- He deals cards really well. Um, I think right before ever, this, you guys ever played to have the worst hand ever? I think, I, yeah, I have. I've, there, that's a game in poker. Like it's a poker game right? Worst hand. Yeah. We, we used to play it every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. This is right after I think Annie had a line of um, tell me you're flying in the 1980s without telling me. And it's the line <laughs> uh, I'm catching a plane in 20 minutes where you're in your friend's house. <laughs> it's yeah. like, mm. I will uh, argue that to this day, that is my philosophy about flying. It's and- true. And San Diego is quite, it makes know. it easier, especially when you live at the airport. At the practically. airport. I mean, and- Boca still, like, I've lived places like this, but like Nelson, you like wonder like, what no, where's the airport? Is in yeah. Nelson? <laughs> I yeah. used to be that way. And I've definitely caught planes with like minutes yeah. to spare yeah. like single like oh my god Papa now you gotta take your baby and, and all your baby belongings no even just <laughs> like once i started dating nora was like yeah i was told very early on that we are not doing this and i've got to say it's more relaxing um annie's like that too i mean i used to catch a flight to boston a lot and i feel like i would be racing from umbc to the airport in like and South, I would never check a flight. I don't know. I never check a bag. I would, I would get there with like 10 minutes. I don't it like wild. to sit in the airport, yeah, especially either. if you're delayed, then you're just sitting there even longer. You know, I mean, I don't mind when you could sort of relax in an right. airport. Yeah, relax and now go to a bar, like but now worst. everything is like locked down. They don't have food. It's just weird. Maybe it's coming out of it. Yeah. But yeah. Anywho. Um, we get a quick scene of bird on the nose, like actually showing him doing it. Um, and then we find out that he had wrote 20 letters and Roxanne's coming back into town and there's a huge, like sort of vaudeville, like with the doorbell running up, parkouring up, parkouring down. I know. I said like this whole thing, there's like a hour gymnastics routine that would be saved by one text. It's amazing. The amount of effort, because all he says is like, I wrote her a lot of letters and then like, you know, leaves. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's been writing like, yeah, 
20 letters she, she's been gotten for a week i guess um um wait oh wait sorry uh then i guess i think chris gets cold feet and or not cold feet but he just decides to to go to reno it feels like reno, i know tahoe, tahoe. i know he just and he's just gonna leave without even telling her yeah um he and might not have been a good dude i thought he left her a note well, he did because oh, he Sandy did. made her and made it. Oh, right. And then that's the whole thing. I don't like, think he's a good dude. I think he's not a great character. He's not a good person. Well, I mean, he, to me, he had me up until this point. Like, I was like, he's really nice. And like, he was really nice to everybody that came into that firehouse, no matter how quirky they no, were. He didn't he's talk great. about women the right way. He, yeah. Flaws True. and faults. I think he, he had, bought that book just to impress her. Right. I mean, he was, no, he was buying he was it, doing for it for his friend. Guy. See, oh. he was doing a favor, Brittany. I mean, oh, you're think, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He did go in there. to buy I think it the movie guy. at least wants us to think he's like a lovable Dumbo. Or, or just he becomes dumb around her and like he's anxious. But then like that's why I whole... call him a Cufus. A Cufus. But then like leaving for Tahoe with no notice to anybody. I mean, like what about this firehouse? Like what about your rent? Like yeah. it's just like any of it. It's just so it's so manic. It's kind of like it's kind of scary. They it's like should... I think Sandy needs to watch out because yeah. something's they, going on. They should have like doubled down on the fact that he's so afraid of talking to Roxanne that he just can't take it anymore. So it's not so much like F it, I'm out, but like yeah, this, right. it pains me to be in this relationship and all these lies and I've got to go and this is the most, you know, amiable, nice thing way to do it or that his little right. rock brain can think of. Um, yeah. I think if they did it like that, it would have been more palatable. Yeah, totally. Um, and so, and so that is where Roxanne is comparing the two letters and it's yeah. like mm-hmm. one is, I can't, uh, I gotta go by the, uh, or like, it's just like, so just yeah. you know, trite. And then she's comparing the handwriting and the way and then like Steve Martin read it and he pretends to clunk through it. Right. Originally, but then finds then his voice. Into it. And then she punches him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Which is rough. Um, yeah. I was watching this pretty late last night after teaching an improv class. And the last thing I wrote was they fight on porch. <laughs> they fight on porch. I mean, they do. They fight on the porch of who should leave. That was my go. last note for the whole movie. I know it doesn't end there, but uh, that's well, the last thing I wrote. Then they get <laughs> they get in a crazy fight. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I think one of my favorite jokes of the whole yes, movie. I totally are, agree. Go ahead. The like, he, I'm pretty sure he says like ten more seconds and then I'm leaving. Yes. When she comes out, like, what did you say? Like, ten words. I thought you. And then she's like, I thought you said earn more sessions by sleeping. <laughs> and then he's like, Well, what the hell does that mean? He's just like, I don't know. That's, That's why, why I came I out. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I laugh yeah. out loud. It becomes like a different movie for a second. It's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Totally. Okay, um, so what happens after they fight on porch? Then we get into my level where he is just at, he goes back to the firehouse, I guess, all bummed out because they're mm. just broken up as friends and everything's out yeah. in the open and she's pissed um, and they're yelling at each other. And then he sniffs out the fire with his nose, which is this whole like, okay, good thing he's got that nose yeah. for that time the town's on fire. Which kind of g- gives everything a purpose. Go ahead. Well, no, I've also been watching a lot of Doug Days because I've got a, which is a spinoff from Up. I was talking oh, about oh, this yes. the other day because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a 
little baby. And yeah. there's a whole episode about how Doug the dog smells of fire and oh. can't figure out. And yeah, it's good. Interesting. It so my question with the Cyrano de Bergerac, like, do they try to justify his nose as like this gift, this like savior gift, kind of like a prayer for Owen Meany kind of thing? Ugh. Or... Uh- <laughs> I don't, don't know. So. I don't know what that means. Uh, Simon a, Birch kind of thing. Yeah. I don't actually even know if it's in a prayer for Owen. But what was Meany, the, but it isn't What Simon does Birch. that quote mean? What is that thing you just said? A prayer for Owen Meany. Yeah, what is that? Or, it's a book, it's a isn't book. it? Yeah. That's that is Simon Birch? No. Yeah, they made a movie called Simon Birch that based oh. on that a prayer. For, mm-hmm. I'm familiar it. with the movie. Okay. Yeah. okay. The John Irving book. book, the guy who did uh, World According to Garp. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, I do not like uh, A Prayer for Owen Meany. Well, um, the whole thing, I, I mean, like with Simon Birch, the movie, at least, I know I've talked about this so many times in this podcast. Yeah, but know, it's, like, <laughs> it's just like that he was given this, this thing that he thought was a challenge or a disability ended up being a gift that he, it was like this gift from God, like God's plan kind of. And it's like, are we supposed to believe that as a fire chief, like he's got this gift, like he can smell out of fire? If I recall correctly, this wasn't a okay. thing in the original book. Got it. Makes sense. So he but. smells out the fire. He saves the cow, which I just, I had a hard time like understanding oh, what's happening. Okay, like I guess that's Fred Willard's. Yeah, the cow comes back. And then. I'm sure that's like a Chicago fire reference or something like that with <sighs> a cow kicking over the lantern. Mm. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Oh, like the great fire. Yeah. But that's how that started. Which, yeah. Are you talking about Chicago Fire TV show? It it is, but I'm actually talking about the Great Chicago Fire from way back in the day. Just want to make sure. (laughs) But it's also a theme. One of the characters is a cow. um, That's what I thought. Okay. Okay. Fair. Fair. I, I will say like this scene was a little off-putting for me because it's supposed to be very like hijinks, like, oh my God, they're doing it. But it's like also a fire in the middle of the town. It was kind of nerve wracking. Like, eh, mm. this isn't fun. And they should have masks. Like they're in smoke. I don't know. Just a little with mm. fires. I don't know. I don't know if anybody, I don't know if we're laughing the same way at fires. Um, <laughs> like we used to in the eighties. Not in days. 2022. Kind yeah. of. Not on the West coast. We're not. Yeah, That's what true. I mean. I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then. And then Charlie goes and sits on his roof, kind of like that kid he was helping in the beginning. And Carol Hannah, now the tables have turned and she's professing her love to him, um, saying that she loves his big nose. I love you, Charlie. Actually, that's what it is. It reminds me of, uh, so I married an axe murderer. Because I feel like they had the same scene screaming at each other in the streets of San Francisco. I love you, Charlie. And then didn't know. they scream at each other on the roof of a building too? Yeah, they did. Ooh, <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, and then we learn if you watch the credits, they find that they make out, they go inside, they find the comet or the comets in the air. I mean, the, the, it just looks like the comet's going to crash into Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so the this is this up movie. in the air. Yeah, yeah. Yes. totally. Um, right. And then, uh, yeah, she says that she's going to name the Carly, the comet Charlie after her father because it's her father's name so oh last little joke and that's that's the movie Roxanne red light i've been playing that game the entire time and listening to that song so jokes on you guys i have a hard time with that that song is like so not like melodic to me like i can't figure out where the chorus is i don't know how to describe it the just subject. listen to it on a loop 
A schoolboy fantasy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did we have know any- Mana? Sorry, go ahead. Mana Mana? Mana, the, the, the Colombian. They sing like Mariposa Traicionera. Yeah, Mana. They like kind of sound like the police. I don't know. They're like a similar. No, I get that. Similar sound. Yeah. Um, any other questions before we get into our HBDs? No, I think I asked mine along the way. Me too. Okay. It's time for Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers. Start with our Bummers. (laughs) You took it down in classy. Yeah, totally. Uh, What are we starting with? Bummers? Bummers. Okay. Um, I've got one. Yeah. Just, it's sprinkled throughout here of just uh, Steve Martin doing some fairly jerky things. Mm-hmm. And one is where he basically blackmails blackmails her into telling him her secret by like forcing her to hold the te- telescope alone until she like admits what her secret is, which is the comet. Uh, and it's just oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was like yeah. Uh, it this sort of I don't know very mean nice guy sort of thing of just like, like I'm helping you, but now like yeah. Of just yeah. like, okay, now just you're screwed. Like small woman with a, I don't know, hundred pound telescope. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tell he's me, a little tell like, me your secret. He's a little manipulative with his charm, yeah. mm-hmm. which I don't know if that, I was asking Annie about that from the book. Cause I can't remember it. But I think like, was so. true. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah that, like so. he's, he's so airy. He's kind of the smartest person in mm-hmm. his circle. So it's like, it's almost like too easy to like yeah. puppet master. I think my bummer is in the earpiece scene where he's wearing the hat and the earpiece that just, he just repeats the police scanner or the <laughs> he's fire a, he's scanner a like too many times. I'm like, yeah, maybe the yeah. first time you think that's right. Steve Martin saying police reports to you, but then the second and third time, right. I'm just like you, Kufus, like Kufus. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, Come on, you yeah. don't like don't repeat that. That's not yeah. part of the thing. Anyway, bum me. Yeah, out. totally. Um, I have some more significant, like larger, like plot bummers and stuff, but I have a very specific bummer, which is at that Oktoberfest where Fred Willard like either whistles into the microphone or he <laughs> blows like a megaphone in the microphone and it bummed me out. <laughs> like the noise. I was like, whoa, like, oh, I went straight to my head and I hated it. And I just like, I hated it as a TV viewer, but then I couldn't help but put myself in the place of those poor people that were at this event. Um, oh, Mike on Mike. It's such a bummer. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then dumbers, mm-hmm. my dumber will like secretly also be a Hummer, but it's the initial sword fight mm-hmm. of just the short shorts and skis in the summertime, mm-hmm. um, and sound effects and everything about it is just like dumb and made, made no sense. But because of that, I also loved it. Yeah. <laughs> We call that a dumber with a Hummer, Hummer <laughs> to the power of Hummer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I had the, I, that, that, that whole interaction to me was a little dumber, dumber Hummer. Um, uh, but I think my dumber is like such a big uh, part of this movie um, that like the fact that Daryl Hannah would mistake Steve Martin or uh, Rick, 
Rosovich's voice for Steve Martin's mm. voice. Right, like yeah. that confusion when, especially because and I can't remember if this was part of the plot in the play, but like she knows him very well. Sure. <laughs> like it's the only been person. Talking. Yeah, it's the only person she talks to in this town. And like, they're so close. It's just that it's like, uh, because the movie is trying to justify, they do so so well in justifying the other parts of this play to like bring it to a modern, like more realistic take. And that's like, that yeah. just, you, you would expect it to be over the phone that's like fuzzy or I don't know. I wanted but something in there. You know why it works though, right? Why? Bushes. This is brought to you by <laughs> Bushes. Bushes filter all voices. <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole police protection, like Donald Duck voice. But yeah, I think, I think that's my dumber. My dumber is going to be when Daryl Hannah finally gets back into her own home at the beginning of the movie. And then she puts on a bathrobe again. Uh, and I'm just yeah. like, girl, put on some clothes. Like a bathrobe is one swift yank away from being nude again. And maybe she's wanted that and that's fine. But a bathrobe among new company is just a weird it wasn't even a bathroom. It was like a silky slip yeah. slip robe. Yeah. And she could and have she's just freezing. She's freezing. It's cold. She could have just put on a pair of pants, some sweats, something more comfortable, less mm-hmm. like, like if I'm in a robe in about a few seconds, some part of my body is coming out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. holding you in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something's going to jimmy out or slip out. Hummers. Oh, hummers. Um, I have a quick one. Mine. Oh. Okay, do it. My Go hummer is just bird on a nose. I <laughs> I was really satisfied by that. Yeah, I think it was kind of cute and fast and lovely, and I just love a little bird on the nose. So, hummer. Yeah. Uh, mine will be just the whole like training the firehouse montage. Cause I love a montage oh, and yeah. just the music going as they're learning. There's even one scene that I, I truly did laugh out loud. I, it, I'm just a sucker for this scene where it's the guy who doesn't want to go down the fire pole and he's just <laughs> shaking his head. No, no. Oh yeah. Uh, I just, like that too. Also reminiscent of how my daughter goes when she doesn't want to do something. <laughs> just yeah. shaking her head and putting her lip out. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, so funny. Um, God, I I have like com- some two competing hummers. I'll see if I can try to like jam the other one in somewhere. In. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think my hummer is gonna be. Is it Sandy, the bar owner? <laughs> is that Dixie. her name? Yeah. Sandy. No, no. Oh, the, the bartender. bartender. Yeah. yeah, not the not the cafe owner. Um, I just like really enjoyed her character. <laughs> a lot and like specifically I thought she was just like so funny and like down she was like one of the more down to earth people in the movie I felt Mm -hmm. and she has this line I think it's when we first meet her that Daryl Hannah is like lamenting that like she she doesn't have a boyfriend because she thinks she mistook sex for love and Sandy goes oh I did that once it was great (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like so funny yeah um I don't know I felt like she did seem even though she was a little like whimsical and was like I'm running off I don't blame her for running off no No. I mean she's fine and she's She's actually the one that's like she's kind of a friend of mine and she's right she's kind of a friend of hers because she's known her for like two weeks but she seems like yeah pretty upstanding and I think she'll have a great time with with Kufus yeah totally um so yeah uh outfits then oh yeah um um i could talk about your outfit philip 
Okay. Um, you have a uh, hunting hat upon your head. Mm-hmm, um, I've noticed as you're want to do, but you're being very obvious that for the fact that you're listening to something because on top of it, you have a pair of metallic pink headphones. Um, so that we can hear everything that's yeah. going on. Um, and then you're it's back to tank top weather. So you're mm-hmm. wearing a tank top and on it, it says, um, Smokey knows how to prevent forest fires. <laughs> but, and then there's a picture of Smokey the bear with a giant nose. Ooh. And Smokey nose is spelled. And yeah, that's good. It's ridiculous if it was spelled the other way. It's awesome. <laughs> and then on top, you oh. just have an open silky bathrobe. Yes. Yes. It's lovely. Um, Bridget, yeah. uh, I I like that you are dressed for Roxanne and Valentine's Day. You have that like pink, um, nice shirt on that says in the front, like happy Valentine's Day with a heart and just has a, a picture of Chris like in in the bushes <laughs> below the balcony, like getting ready to throw a little a little pebble at your window and then on the back just a picture of Daryl Hannah's irate face screaming, God damn it. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course the rock would go through the window. Yeah. Um, classic, okay. classic Valentine's day fodder. Classic. I put it on a yeah. conversation heart. Totally. Uh, Katie, um, mm-hmm. I see you too are wearing uh, big old headphones. I think they are, not Beats brand, but they're Bratz band brand. Um, and on them, it just says, I'm sorry, I just have to stop talking right now. Because um, I hear this is a problem with women that people will come up and try to just talk to you and you have to like pretend to be wearing headphones and this right. taking it to another level. Right. Of, and this is also the line that Daryl Hannell says to uh, Fur Coat Man yes. in the bar. Um, and then you've got... Uh, a pair of skis over your shoulder um, yeah, that on the, the bottom, it says oh. <laughs> my, my other pair of skis are impaled through someone's heart. Cause I <laughs> got into a fight with them <laughs> and we oh literally God. had a sword fight with them. It's a lot of text. But, it's fine um, though. Skis yeah. are long, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And then I know clothes. Yes. <laughs> and clothes on top of that. I know he goes back to that cafe and gives te- Shelly Duvall her tennis racket which is you know a little contrived but then it has blood on it oh my god I know there's blood on it it's like want to talk about it no thanks no thanks yeah yikes all right time to decide if it's for for real um I can go first uh yeah it is I thought uh this was a nice romantic comedy it had a lot of stuff that I laughed out loud at I'm sure there were some parts I don't know that like some characters developed where they, they could have tweaked them a little bit to be nicer or like everyone could have made out a little bit better. Um, but all in all, it's a great retelling of this classic story. And <laughs> I laugh a bunch. Go watch it. It's for real. Um, okay. Well, I, I, I guess like, um, you know, I'm, I agree. Like I, I think I don't have too much, to add except for what I already said was like my only like hesitation 
with this is like Daryl Hannah. Like I just wish either yeah. that part had been written differently or she would have delivered it differently. I think with another person that would have had maybe better chemistry with Steve Martin. It mm. really so what's would that have one's popped. name that you said? Oh, Christine Lochte. I think Lochte. Lochte. It's like L.A. Like Ryan Lochte. Because that's. Uh, I think I've it's Googled like L.A. It, like, I tried to Google okay. it. I, I tried to Google oh, it a bunch of ways. Okay. I could not I'll, find. I'll see if I can find this. I came up with a lake in Canada that sounded kind of similar. Oh, but. geez. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> But anywho. But yeah. But I love. I mean, I really liked Shelley Duvall. I liked when we played Sandy. I actually really like Rick Rosevich too like even even the fact that he is kind of a jerk I think probably works for the play and I just I really just loved the adaptation of a pretty cl- classic that you know to a play and just like the creative ways I was reading that Steve yeah. Martin was really behind most of it like he was executive producer I guess and is that true or producer and he was just kind yeah, of in, he, in, he wrote some of the screenplay yeah, yeah and he was kind of I think in charge of the adaptation of like bringing it into um, the real world. I really like that they made him a fire chief and not like a police chief or some kind of like army guy. Like I thought that was really smart. Um, and like yep. you said, Phil, like the jokes were really like it laughed out loud. Um, and so, yes, I, I think it's for real. Well, I'll be the tiebreaker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. Never, I can't stop. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just too good. I, um, yeah, I don't know that I have much new to add. I, didn't I wasn't I was watching this movie kind of like I felt in neutral gear where I wasn't like because I love a good rom-com and I can get swept up in it I can get swept up in the love this felt more like rom cartoon com or mm-hmm. it was a like com-rom. a com I was like a little absurdist to, yeah. to like to get me into it and I like I said Daryl Hannah as an actor doesn't do it for me and then as this you know, maybe it was it. Maybe if it was a different character, like Katie said, I think I might get into it more. But Steve Martin is just so Steve Martin. He's so great. Like everything he does is just so phenomenal. Um, I'm a huge fan, and so I really, actually, just Katie, what you just said about like taking this old thing and adapting it, and how they were innovative about it, and I really appreciate that. And I, I also like a lot of those like ten things I hate about you clueless remakes as well so it would be i could not not say that that this was for real did you find her yeah it's actually i I had a hard time showing it but it's christine lati it's l-a-h-t-i i'm saying okay l-a-a-h-t okay that's that i was not how i was spelling it at all what so what else has she been in she's in um god this movie called gross anatomy and i i like know her from like Chicago Hope, I guess she kind of looks a little bit like Katie Seagal, but she was kind of she was in a bunch of stuff. Um, Maybe if I'd never seen Splash, yeah, and I saw Daryl Hannah for like, and I was an alien trying to have sex with old ladies, I would be like, oh, okay, like you know, because like if I'd never met her before in a movie, but she just seems so. I don't get it. I don't get the bombshell of it. Yeah. So Annie was saying she is a little bit of a Kirkland Kim Basinger. That's what Annie said. I was thinking she's like a Kirkland Bo Derek or oh. like, but like yeah. that feeling of, yeah, Kim Basinger. Mm-hmm. I think she approaches, I mean, because I'm really not trying to be insulting to Daryl Hannah either. Like, no. I, think, I think she might be just like approaching this like supermodel ca- category for me, which is like, so like, it's like objectively, like I get how on paper she's like stunning, but to me, she's so like unapproachable. She just doesn't 
I don't know. There, it's well, you're a real Chris, aren't you? <laughs> it was just like hard to connect <laughs> with or something. <laughs> and you threw up. I know. I liked it. hearing grumpier old men, as I recall. Hmm. Yeah. We ready for All my right. song? Yeah, let's hear it. Here we go. You guys know who sings that? Debbie Gibson, Roxanne, no. Sting, Roxette. Roxette. Oh, oh, nice, awesome. <laughs> is Debbie Gibson in, in the band Roxette? Of... No. So uh, this is uh, Per Gesell and Marie Fredriksson. They are the Swedish pop duo Roxette, mm. and um, this song is in honor of this movie because of my confusion, but also Valentine's Day because yeah. if you had love and you lost it this might be a song you put on along with heart alone i'm gonna put that out there as mm. okay if you want to feel sad because you lost your love on valentine's day do that although i don't know i think there's some sort of bit in 30 rock where i think it's rachel dratch says like happy valentine's day with an m and that's all i think of whenever i hear valentine's i wanted to create something called palentine's day where you just honor your pals but it sounds like too much like Pal- palestine. palestine day mm, palestine yeah day. yeah but in you know at least i don't know in honduras like valentine's day it's 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 not it's um like the the amistad, it's just like it's like a friend's day, which is kind of nice. You just kind of like celebrate friendship. Yeah. So everybody is eligible. It's kind of exhausting, yeah. really. Totally. Well, um, thanks, Philip, for bringing us this yeah. love story, and thank you to Kristen W. Yeah, that was great. Yes, for thank you for the double intro. Fall intro. You could be a double introer as well. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram and uh, Facebook and uh, our private website on podbean podbean (laughs) (laughs) oh all right till next time see ya toodaloo